Moving Iron Podcast is proud to be part of the Global Ag Network. The network is going live soon, so check out globalagnetwork.com for more details and updates. Now on to the show. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast Tax News with Glenn Birnbaum. Glenn, a lot of stuff going on that time of the year where they're sure there's a lot of tax uh, tax moves taking place, I guess, if you will. So how things in your office and what's the uh, what's the temperature of the folks out there right now? Well, yeah, we just had an all-day training session yesterday you know, for our, all of our people here, our CPA staff, going over a lot of the new rules. So we've been really busy, you know, just keeping up on things. Uh, we've been talking about this the last few times, hey, eventually they're going to release these new rules, proposed regulations they're coming upon, the interest deductibility rules. So for the first time, really for, for most private companies, we've never had to worry about interest being non-deductible. Um, and this year, basically, if interest is more than 30% of your EBITDA, earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization, or EBITDA, you may have to carry over some of that interest up to next year. So it's a pretty new set of rules. Um, here's the rules right here, Casey. Um, these are actually printed on double-sided. So there's actually 439 pages. These came out on Monday. Not very many then. That's good. Not very many. So, yeah. you know, pretty simple reading. Right. Um, now, the, the important thing is if you're under 25 million revenues, jobs, that's a, you know, that's a very large threshold. You do not have to follow these interest rules in general. We talked about this, I think it was back in July, July 27th, if my memory serves, we had touched on this. Again, these are further amplifications, details that the Treasury and the IRS come out with. So Congress just kind of says the basics, here's the basics, and Treasury gets to write detailed rules. So these rules finally came out, and unfortunately, they did not uh, provide any more amplification on this concept of a tax shelter, which you might remember, Casey, we talked about this back in July. Right. Generally speaking, if you're under 25 million, you don't have to worry about this unless you're a tax shelter. And a tax shelter is not what you think it is. A tax shelter basically is that if you have a loss during the year, so that's what most people believe, if you have a loss during the year, and if more than 35% of the losses are allocated to somebody who's not uh, active in the business, then you would have to follow these rules, even if you were under 25 points. So still may not come into play a lot of farming clients, but definitely could be a bigger issue, you know, for other types of clients. So in, in looking at it deeper, um, if my dad was still involved in the business and he was not active, that generally wouldn't be a problem if he was a 35% owner. But if my grandpa was still involved, had an ownership interest, more than 35%, that could be a problem. So it's a lot of steps. I've got to have a loss. Uh, we got to have more than 35% being an active owner. So general thumb, probably not going to come into too much play. Just keep in mind, uh, you could be considered a tax shelter. You have to worry about these rules. And we went through an example again back on that 
July 27th podcast. So no new guidance on that. We're, again, hoping to get more details on what's attached to it. didn't learn about that. Um, one of the interesting things, uh, this would not apply to farms, but this is a, a potential major impact for manufacturers, is that, okay, the rule is 30% EBITDA. So if my interest is less than 30% of EBITDA, I'm okay. Right? And we thought, oh, that's, you know, that's a lot of depreciation, you know, for manufacturing clients. So maybe uh, the rule actually was for the first four years, it's 30% of EBITDA. And after that, it becomes 30% of EBITDA, which means only earnings before interest and tax. So actually, down the road, as part of that kind of sunset provisions, right, it's how they kind of they made the bill only cost 1.5 trillion by later on it being 30% of EBIT. So a, a tougher threshold to meet, right? You're more likely to be limited on your interest if you don't get to add back to change. So long story, but these rules came out again, 439 pages, and they say that, well, for manufacturing clients, you do not actually get to add back if it's considered part of your inventory cost, you know, you're building it equipment and that depreciation just becomes part of the cost in with your labor and your materials and it becomes part of inventory. And then you would actually not get to add back EBITDA. So, sorry, you would not get to add back depreciation. So the bottom line for manufacturing clients, even if you're over this 25 million threshold, it's, it's actually going to be 30% of EBITDA because you can't add back depreciation. So, these are just proposed regulations. People are gonna, I think, fight that real pretty hard, but but I'm hearing that the IRS has got a decent case to pay because it's really not the depreciation once, once it becomes part of the cost of human. So the real, you could really then only add back and it's like maybe part of your office, right? your administrative, general administrative costs. There's depreciation on that, right? The computers that you have, you know, for your your uh, HR department, your accounting department, right? finance department, that could be added back, but your core production depreciation for manufacturing may not be able to be added back. So it could be a real issue, and it's a surprise again. If we thought we knew what the rule was, now it's now it's changed. Okay. So, so there's a lot of stuff going on this this year. I mean, there's, there seems like there's just a lot of activity. On the equipment side of the business where we're at right now, I mean, a lot of a lot of guys are looking at updating their equipment. Um, they have, you know, ran the stuff to the ground basically, and now it's time to either make a make a pretty good investment in repairs or make that same investment in in a new machine. So, um, what's going on with that? Yeah. On that end, if I wanted to take a look at, at updating a piece of equipment, how have the tax laws changed for that? I mean, I know yep. we've got we've talked about it a few times, but we've got yes. the. It's a good reminder because, you know, this, this law was passed back in December, and so, you know, it's, it's almost a year old now. Uh, but just as a reminder, depreciation, uh, they really did in, increase a lot of rules. You can now, you know, write off depreciation. It's called Section 179 expense, but you can write off a million dollars of equipment under Section 179, it's called. But the big thing was is that bonus depreciation used to only be for new equipment. You know, you could 100% write off something. New now for the first time in 2018, we can now 100% write off and use the equipment. No limits on that. There's no million dollar cap on whatsoever. So you know, the best biggest company 
who can write off 100% of the equipment. Now, the other change, and this is important, if you don't elect to take this faster write-off, right, and you just want to depreciate it over the standard life, in 2017, the rule was you depreciate it over seven years, and it was actually a, a little bit slower. It's called a 150% declining balance, which we don't have time to get into that, but it's just it's the way in which the depreciation is claimed over the seven years. So that was just, hey, farm equipment is seven years, 150 declining balance. That was, you know, everyone knew that it's been that way for quite a while. Now, for in 2018, it's actually five years. So it goes from seven down to five. So that's helpful. And it's also a little bit faster. It's 200% declining balance. So you basically get to appreciate a little quicker in those some of those early years. So it's now five years instead of seven. But it's, you know, we can't make it too, too simple. That five year rule is only for new farm equipment. So if you buy new farm equipment, and again, you don't want to write it off in the first year, it's going to be a five-year life. But if you buy used farm equipment in 2018, it's still going to be the seven-year life. So you have to make sure you communicate you know, with the tax person, hey, is this new used? It's only going to be seven years still if it's used. Simple. Yeah, Not, nothing, nothing there to get confused at all. Makes perfect yeah, sense. Uh, even, you know, I mean, yeah, we're... You know, and even our software, you know, isn't always up to speed on some of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's just, you know, it's just a box, right, or a tech box, and if somebody doesn't code it right. Yeah. Look, that was kind of under the cover of darkness. Uh, not sure why they did it that way, but but that is the rule. Used equipment is going to be still set. Right on. Well, plenty of stuff to go on right now. Plenty of things happening out there in the world. Um, Glenn, if guys want to reach out and ask some tax questions or just get some help overall with what they have going on, how would they do that? Yeah, here, you know, it's best just to call our office at Heinle Fanwards. Our phone number is 309-694-4251. I definitely, you know, would encourage, you know, people to call, you know, it doesn't have to be me, you know, obviously call your advisor, somebody, because communication is important here this, this last month. Um, and then you can also always look me up on Twitter, at Glenn Birnbaum, uh, generally try to keep a few things cooking there with some of the recent things that have been released. So lots of ways to reach out to me. Uh, glad to talk to anyone on any issues uh, you might be encountering. Right on. Well, Glenn, appreciate that, man. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Casey, thanks. Thank you. Moving higher in the 21st century Hardworking people Hard for you and me Moving higher Time and time again